Welcome to another edition of The Power of Words with me, your host, Kevin Treasure, author of The Power of Words and Winner's Mentality. Our aim is to help people win in life through the power of their words. You are born to win. Welcome to another edition of The Winner's Mentality with me, your host, Kevin Treasure, aka The Winner's Mentality, encouraging you how you can win with your words. And I encourage you today, you are born to win, you are born to succeed, God's hand is on your life. So don't worry about what you see, don't worry about what it looks like, God is working on your behalf and he's ordained you to win. I'm going to say it again, he's ordained you to win, amen, regardless of what it seems like or feels like, you were born to win. So straighten your shoulders, broaden your back, amen, and look at life face on and knowing that God is with you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? And today I want to talk about a particular subject called, it's the time, there is a time to stay silent. Yep, that's right. I'm going to say, well, this is about the power of words. Well, death and life and the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's what Proverbs 18 says, amen. But I want to let you know, it didn't say death and life and the power of your enemies or death and life and the power of devils. No, it says death and life and the power of the words that you speak. So you have power. And whatever you choose to give power to, whatever you choose to give life to, or whatever you choose to magnify, how do you magnify it? With your words. So you've got to be careful what you magnify. You've got to be careful what you give voice to. I'm going to say that again. You've got to be careful what you give voice to. Jesus himself, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, knew that himself. In the book of John, verse 14, Jesus was given the discourse and he was encouraging his disciples. He has to go, 14, 15, 16, 17, he was telling them, listen, I've got to go. Amen. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. This is telling them about the trial it was about to go through. Amen. He was about to die for the sin of the world, for every single one of us. Black, white, Indian, Chinese, rich or poor, tall or short. Jesus Christ died for all mankind. Amen. He was about to carry the weight of his shoulders and go through an excruciating death. And he knew that, listen to me, the next season of his life, he was going to have to walk in total tune with God. Well, all his life he walked in tune with God because he was God and he finished his assignment. And that's why we're here. This is why we have this wonderful salvation. And John 14 verse 30 says, I'll lead. Let me read a couple versions. Amen. New International Version says, I will not say much more to you for the prince of this world is coming and he has hold, no hold on me. I love that. Listen to what this one says. I, I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches and he has no power over me. Oh my God, I love that. He says he has no power over me. Jesus said, listen, I'm going to have to stay silent because this next season of my life, amen, the enemy's going to look for every way to try to stop me from and hinder me from doing what god has called me to do and i know that i've got to say the right thing when it is time to speak and just like me and you we've got to know the seasons of our life amen and he knew that the enemy was coming and we've got to know that when we're facing trials when we're facing temptations when we're facing hardships you're gonna have to ask the holy spirit to give you the grace to keep the door of your lips the Bible says in James, he that bridles his tongue is a wise man. So we're going to have to ask God for the wisdom to bridle our tongue when we need it the most. He said, the enemy is coming, but he has nothing in me. He has no claim on me. He has no hold 
over me. There is nothing in me that belongs to the enemy. How does the enemy know that he has something in you? Because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So he only knows what you tell him. I'm going to say that again. Yes, I'm brave enough to say he only knows what you tell him. He only knows what you expose about yourself. The Bible says Jesus himself said out of the heart come adulteries, murders, evil speaking. All those things proceed out of the mouth and they defile a man. Those things defile him. And Jesus could not afford to be defiled. defiled amen. There was nothing in Jesus for him to be defiled. So we likewise, we have to be careful. That's why the Bible says we must guard our heart because out of it flow the issues of life so jesus is saying there's nothing in me that belongs to the devil and like jesus we should also be saying the same thing there is nothing in us that belongs to the devil there's no fornication there's no pornography there's no hatred there's no anger there's no jealousy in me that belongs to the devil there's nothing in me that the devil can use to destroy me so he said, listen, I'm not going to talk much with you. There's, there's not much I'm going to talk about because I, I'm going to go through this season and there's going to be seasons in your life. The Bible says there's, there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. And this is Jesus' time to stay silent. He's letting them know, listen, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing on me. He has no claim on me. The amplifier says he has no claim on me, no power over me, nor anything that he can use against me you see and don't know about anywhere else in the world but in i know in america and i know in england when someone gets arrested they say you have the right to remain silent but if you do not use that right is that anything you may say may be used as evidence against you oh my god oh my god i'm gonna say again it said anything that you do say may be used against you in a court of law so this is why they give you that right to remain silent because anything you do say in the heat of the moment could be used against you in a time where you are now sober or you are now before a judge so they even tell you themselves that listen to me we have to we have to exercise the right to stay silent or to speak but it's the policeman saying if you do speak be sure enough to know that what you are saying is being recorded and what you say and what we say is being recorded in heaven jesus himself said by your words you'll be justified and by your words you will be condemned so i want to talk to you about a man that went through a situation that went through hardships in his life this man was a blessed man this man loved god and this man was very rich but he didn't let money control him i wish we had people like that nowadays in the earth he was very prosperous but he didn't boast about his money he boasted on god and this man's name was job he loved god he was in love with god he wanted to live to please god and he was righteous but i want to encourage someone because many people look at this story and say oh my god i wish i was as righteous as job i want to let you know if you are born again if you are a believer you are righteous yes you have been declared righteous through the shed blood of jesus christ he has declared you righteous you are justified just as though you've never sinned listen job had to go and sacrifice every day just in case his children had sinned but my bible says this man offered himself as a sacrifice once unto god and after that he sat down listen to me you have been sanctified set apart and he has declared you righteous amen so i want to encourage you that you are righteous so yes you can look at job and say well i'm also righteous you are righteous not by anything you have done but by what jesus christ has done amen by one man's sin sin came into the world but by one man's obedience to god all were made 
righteous. So I want to encourage you that you are righteous. And the story of Job is a wonderful story. And they say it's the oldest book in the Bible. So it's the oldest book in the Bible. It gives us insight to what the enemy's plans are for mankind. It gives us insight about how he works. And the Bible says that God was before his throne of all his holy angels. And the enemy came. And God couldn't help boasting on Job. Yep, God is boasting about you even now. He's boasting about you. He says, looking at Tracy. Can't you see how she's serving me? Look at George. Look at Freddie. Look at Mark. They are just serving me with their whole heart. God is boasting on you in heaven, even right now. And Job said, God said, the enemy said to, to God, he said, does he serve you for naught? Haven't you set a boundary around him? You've protected him and you've blessed him and all the works. And he said, why don't you just take away your hand and he will curse you to his face. Now, this is the law of first mention. This shows you the enemy's plans for mankind. This is the law of first mention. This shows you what the enemy has always desired man to do. I believe in I believe in Revelation 16 that they, the Bible says after the rapture came that when the vows are being poured out, he said the men would not repent and they cursed the God of heaven. So that's always been the enemy's plan is to get man to turn on God. And God said, well, I'll take away the protection, but don't harm his life. And the enemy went away and he began to wreak havoc. The Bible says, and I'll read for you. Now there was a day when the sons and the daughters were eating, Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And the messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing, plowing, and the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabaeans raided them and took them away, indeed they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. And when he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands and raided the camels and took them away. And yes, they killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people. And they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. One by one, these messengers came with messages of calamity, destruction, until the final news Job received that his ten children had been wiped out the same day. Job was reduced to nothing within a matter of minutes. Everything he had was gone along with his children. Tragedy struck Job's life like a tsunami. It wiped out everything that Job had. He went from the high life to no life in one day. The destruction Job suffered did not come to just anybody. Job was a billionaire by today's standards. He had it all. He was one of the richest men of the East, the Bible says. And he loved God. But there was an unseen test taking place. I don't want to encourage someone... There's some people that go through some things, but sometimes I want to encourage you that it's just a test. There are people that go through things and they say, if God was such a good God, why did he let my baby die? If God is such a good God, why did I lose my job? Why did my mom pass away? Why did I get sick? I tell people all the time, the Bible says in John 10, 10, the enemy, and there is an enemy of your soul. 
I have to encourage you when bad things happen, don't put the blame on the good God. God is good. God is love. The Bible says the enemy comes to kill, to steal and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you could have life and have it more abundantly. So I want to encourage every listener right now, if you're going through tumultuous times, if there's been loss in your life or death in your life, or you're going through some sickness in your life, or you're going through some things that does not line up with God's word for your life, I want to let you know it's not God. God is a good God. God is a God of love. He means wealth for you, prosperity, blessing, health, long life. Those are God's words. He loves you and he has a plan. Don't ever put evil on God. God is a good God. And one by one, it looked like God was doing this to Job. Because if a fire falls from heaven, some people are superstitious say, Oh my God, and if all your kids die in one day because a wind came from heaven, and the wind sometimes represents the spirit, and if we're not careful, we can put things on God that God did not do. And many people do it. They say, Oh God, why did you let this happen? No, the, the Bible says the enemy is the prince of this world. But he's given authority back to the believer. I don't want to let you know God is a good God. But what was happening? You see, the whole of heaven was standing in amazement. The whole of heaven was waiting. God himself was waiting. God knew what was going to happen. But the host of angels was waiting. The devil and his army was waiting to see what would proceed out of Joel's mouth. They wanted to see what was going to happen. They wanted to see, is this guy really who he says he is? Is he really who God says he is? Is he really going to pass this test? The Bible says, and I read it for you, the Bible says that Job fell on his knees. The Bible says he fell on his knees. He rent his mantle. He tore his clothes. He shaved his head. And he fell down on the ground. And he gave the devil a headache. What did he do? He worshipped God. I love that. He worshipped the Lord. He didn't let what he saw. He said, no, I'm going to worship God. He gave the devil a headache. Why? Because the devil, Lucifer, was a worshipper. He knows the power of worship. And the Bible says, this people have I created that may show forth my praise. We have taken his place. And Job said, I'm going to worship God. God he rent his mantle he shaved his head he said naked I come naked I go and he worshiped God he got the devil mad when the bailiff is a house what are you going to do are you going to scream and shout or are you going to worship your house when they want to tow your car when they want to repo your car what are you going to do no worship God confuse the enemy when they say listen it's time to lay you off I dare you to praise God I dare you to worship God when you're having one of those days where everything seems, seems to go wrong I dare you to worship God Job worshipped when everything that you work for has gone, are you willing to worship? They wanted to see, is this going to defeat him? What is going to come from his mouth? But Job decided to praise God. Job decided to worship God. He said, I'm not going to lay any foolishness to God's charge. He said, no, no, I'm not going to say anything. Listen, I'm still going to worship God. God is still a good God. And the Bible said he had another test. He had another test. The Bible says he blessed the name of the Lord. And 22, Job 1, 22 says, In all this, in all what Job suffered, in all what God went through, the Bible says Job did not sin with his lips and he did not charge God foolishly. 
you see God is looking at the heart he's, he's going to see okay when they go through this situation they're going to charge me foolishly when the children of Israel went through all what they went through and when they he sent out the 12 to go and spark the land and the 10 came back and he said oh there's giants in the land what did they do they started charging God foolishly they said oh God has brought us into the land to destroy us and kill our wives and kill our children no they were charging God foolishly so when you go through a situation I dare you do not charge God foolishly learn to keep the door of your lips Proverbs 13 verse 3 says he that keeps his tongue keeps his life I'm going to say that again he that keeps his tongue keeps his life Psalms 141 verse 3 it says set a watch about my lips and a guard about my tongue when we're going through trying times this is the type of prayer that you should be praying set a watch about my lips God Holy Spirit set a watch about my lips set a guard about my tongue help me to say the right thing at the right time to the right people give me the grace to stay silent when I need to stay silent Psalms 34 verse 12 it says 11 and 12 and 13 says he that would love life and see many days let him keep his lips from evil and his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking God so if you want to see long life you want to see good days blessed days prosperous days keep your lips from speaking evil keep your tongue from speaking God or deceit so he's telling you you want a blessed life you want a good, a good life don't speak foolishly don't charge God foolishly speak the right words hold the right confession keep the right confession no matter what it looks like keep the right confession confess God's word speak God's word because God is listening heaven is listening I want to let you know that the enemy had not finished with Job and he said okay touch his body and if the enemy touches your body I don't know what Job would have been suffering but I know it was not good I've seen people with cancer, I've seen people with all kinds of sicknesses, leukemia, MS, some people, all kinds of sicknesses that are in this world, which Jesus has given us power over. But God allowed the enemy to afflict Job's body. And the Bible says he was covered from head to foot in sores. But he still chose to worship God. When his wife, even the wife, even the wife wanted to tell him, why don't you curse God and die? And when the enemy can use people. And Job said, listen, you speak like a foolish woman. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. I love God too much. I mean, when you look at the book of Job, the book of Job is a discourse. The Bible says his three friends came to see him. And the Bible says that they sat down for seven days. They did not say a word. Sometimes silence is the best option. Sometimes people want to say words to say. And Jesus said, mm -mm, just remain silent. They met Job and they decided not to speak a word. Seven days. Sometimes it's the best option. Because when they did start speaking, they started accusing Job. They started accusing Job. And some people will accuse you about what you're going through. And some people will make their own assumptions. Job called them horrible comforters and when he goes for all he goes through and he went through his test but he refused to blame God he refused to curse God he refused to give him to what the enemy wanted to give him to why he chose to stay silent he knew listen to me in staying silent sometimes there's things that I just cannot say there's some things that I'm not going to say I'm just going to speak what God wants me to say I'm going to do what God wants me to do 
and I chose to stay silent. Job passed the unseen test. I want to let you know there's many people at the sound of my voice. There is an unseen test. I've got here, winners will always worship God. When they're going through, going through winners, winners will always, always worship, worship God. He chose to glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I've got here, winners don't pay attention to everything that is said. When, I'm going to say it again. Winners don't pay attention to everything that is said. Job 2.10 But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women. What, shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. And many of us sin with our lips many times, but winners don't pay attention to everything they said. You see, God and the devil were waiting to see what would proceed from Job's mouth. The whole of heaven was watching Matthew 12, 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For thy, by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words that shall be condemned winners know that whatever they lose in life if they are patient and faithful they will get it all back again I'm going to say that again winners know that if whatever they lose in life if they are patient and faithful they will get it all back again Job 42 verse 12 the Bible says that God blessed the latter end more than Job's former winners purpose in their heart to say the right thing winners purpose in their heart Job purposed in his heart to say the right thing he said no I'm not going to sin with my lips I'm going to say the right thing winners know that their destiny depends on the words that they speak winners know that their destiny depends on the words that they speak I said it before Proverbs 13 3 he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life but he that opens wide his lips shall have destruction Winners think before they speak. Winners think before they speak. Proverbs 15, 28. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil things. You see, Job went through the test and he went through it faithfully. But I want to let you know, the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and them that accord according to his purpose and sometimes we'll go through some situations where like God I really want to give this person a piece of my mind or I really want to get this off my chest if you do not have the mind of Christ and if you don't have the breastplate of righteousness on your chest do not give them anything but love amen the Bible says oh no man anything but to love so when you're being tried and when you're being graded the wrong way and when you're having one of those days where you can really lose it as a Christian it is wise to stay silent. And with all what Job went through, and when people blaming him, accusing him, he had to go through suffering, knowing that he had lost so much. He had lost everything in life. The Bible says in Job chapter 40, Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall he that contends with the Almighty instruct him? And he that reproveth God, let him answer it. And I love Job's response. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer thee? I will lay my hand upon my mouth. Verse 5. Once have I spoken, but I will not answer. Yea, twice, but I will not answer.
but I will proceed no further. You see, Job knew, listen to me, in my finite mind, I cannot understand an infinite God. And sometimes we're going to go through some things that we don't understand and do not feel good. But I encourage you, never lay anything, any foolishness to God's charge. Do not charge God foolishly. When you don't understand, stay silent. When you don't understand, confess God's word and God's word alone. Job knew, listen to me, I'm not going to curse God. Jesus knew, and the hardest trying times, he said, listen to me, I'm going to stay silent now. Because the enemy is coming and he's not going to find anything in me. The enemy only knows what's in you by what comes out of you. So guard your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the grace to guard the door of your lips. If you're a person who's always quick to anger, quick to anger. And the Bible says, he that is soon to anger, do live foolishly. And a man of wicked devices is hated. So if you're the kind of person that's quick to anger, say, Holy Spirit, give me the grace. Give me the grace to speak the right thing. Give me the grace to hold my tongue. Give me the grace to walk in the spirit. Help me to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Help me, Lord, to have my speech seasoned with sort. Help me to say the right thing. Give me the grace to speak words of life. And I'll be sure to give you the glory and give you the praise. God will give you the grace to speak the right words. When you're going through your trying seasons, ask the Holy Spirit to give you the wisdom to stay silent and only speak God's words and God's words alone. When you're going through trying times, ask him to give you the grace to make you a worshiper. In Jesus' name, there is a time to stay silent. If you want more, you can check out my book, The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality. Available all good book, book, good bookshops. You've been listening to Kevin Treasure. There is a time to stay silent. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to the Power of Words, the Winner's Mentality. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Check out our website, kevintreasure.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You are born to win.